Welcome to the Web3 for Good podcast. We're on a mission to uncover the greatest innovators, thinkers, and creators building the next reiteration of our online lives. I'm your host, Camilla Perkis-White, a marketing futurist who has led some of the world's most iconic and purpose-driven brands evolve within emerging technologies. In this episode, I've shared the mic with Jesse Fu, founder of Ulta, a digital fashion platform dedicated to unlocking the value of cultural heritage and archival fashion. Ulta's mission is to preserve fashion heritage by giving it a new life and attaching contemporary relevance in digital spaces. They are backed by leading tech company Farfetch, I apologize in advance, there is no discount code, and renowned Web3 Accelerator Outlier Ventures. They are ones to watch. Jesse's vision for the future of preserving culture is one that I had to have as part of this podcast. So in this episode, we talk about the powerful force of cultural heritage to shape our identity and sense of belonging. And we ask the question, what is the potential of Web3 to unlock the value of fashion archives in telling the rich narratives that they hold for future generations? Radio, on to the show. Welcome, Jesse Fu. It's a pleasure to share the mic with you today. Let's dive right in. Tell me, what does cultural heritage mean to you and why is it valuable to our lives? Thanks a lot, Camilla, for having me today. I'm Jesse, and I am the co-founder and CEO of Alter. What we do at Alter is a digital fashion platform dedicated to unlock the value of cultural heritage and archive fashion. So for cultural heritage, it really can be defined as the legacy of tangible and intangible assets. So for tangible, it will include artifacts, buildings, landscapes, and the intangible will include traditions, language, and also the knowledge. And that is inherited from the past generations and maintained in the present and best owned for the benefit of future generations. And why that is very important to us first, that is really represent the past. It helps communities or us ourselves to remember our past and where we come from. And also for the future, it can really promote the sense of unity and also belonging to a community and also contributes um, to the future sustainability. Absolutely. I mean, I grew up in Australia and there's a lot of conversations there about the loss of cultural heritage that we're losing from Aboriginal culture because Dreamtime storytelling is only told verbally and that is how the history is captured. And so there are multiple challenges across all cultural setups across the globe. But tell me a few of the current challenges that you identified in the way that we experience culture or it is maintained for others. Yeah, absolutely. As you mentioned, cultural heritage has a lot of different challenges. I cannot categorize that in three different things. One is preservation, and one is digital representation, and the last one will be accessibility. So in terms of preservation is absolutely the one of the primary challenges that we have is cultural heritage itself for the physical artifacts. It's very delicate. Also like for fashion, the fabric is very delicate. How we preserve those heritage is very important and challenging. The second part in terms of digital representation with increasing digitization of cultural heritage, 
how are we going to ensure issues like copyright, authenticity, and also the accurate representation of those cultural heritage is also quite challenging as of now. And last but not the least, in terms of accessibility, cultural heritage is very important and interesting. But sometimes can be not accessible to the younger generation due to many different factors, such as lack of engagement. So the traditional methods of presenting and interpreting those cultural heritage, such as in a museum or like through books, might not be really engaging the younger audience very effectively. And many younger people prefer more like interactive and also immersive way of experiential learning. I think that could be one of the challenge, but also the opportunity that we have as of now. Yeah, I mean, you raised a great point. We're so fortunate here in London, right? We have abundance of museums, but they come generally the very high entry point to go and experience the beautiful exhibitions that they have on display. They're in populated cities; they're not in rural locations, so there's already a whole handful of restrictions. But you also raised a really good point around the next generation. You know, when I go to the galleries. Unless it is a really new, innovative, hot digital exhibition, not to be ageist, but there's a few old fuddies. Really, normally it's not the next generation. I want to see teenagers there, you know, absorbing the heritage and culture. So I can completely understand that the current system and the quite exclusive nature of museums and galleries feels like the only place to really feel enriched, unless it's kind of natural land. But I want to talk about fashion as well because this is a fantastic narrative that you've put into place with Ulta. I've mentioned before in the podcast my mother is a fashion designer, so it's a big, big passion of mine, and is definitely how I would bookmark the past, present, and future. So let's talk a little bit then about why that is so iconic and important in heritage and communicating these different cultures that we have. In terms of what we see, the challenges in for fashion, as you mentioned, there are a lot of amazing museums across London. So one of my favorite museum will be V&A, Victoria and Albert Museum. When you go to their website to search how many items they have, it's incredible. It just search for fashion. It's around eighty thousand pieces. Wow! But due to the limitation of the physical space. Yeah. yeah, a very tiny amount of that will be on exhibition. So there is really tremendous value that we can unlock through the digital realm, and that could also be unlocked to reach to a global audience who don't necessarily have access to London, and they don't need to come here, but they can still access a lot of fabulous, fantastic heritage and cultural aspect of those fashion archives. Yes, and we can't all be Kim Kardashian whipping out the Marilyn Monroe dress and giving it a few tears, but we could potentially all be wearing them soon enough. I guess one other challenge I want to talk about is digital fashion and Web three right now are also difficult to access. What do you think maybe needs to change to have mass impact in the future? Digital fashion is absolutely still in its infancy. And there are many possibilities associated with the technology that we can leverage on. On the other hand, in terms of the challenges, I see there will be like twofold. One, firstly, is how we can leverage digital fashion, which means how we can actually use that. So fashion is supposed to be wear by people and reflect your personal identity, your personality, and how we can still have the same feeling using a digital format. 
On the other hand, how are we going to see more diversity in digital fashion? I think is another layer of challenging. For instance, with globalization, we probably also see a lot of aesthetic homogeneity. People from London, in Shanghai, in different parts of the world, we dress almost the same. And moving towards even more connected and virtual world, are we going to see more diversity, or are we going to see more homogeneity? I think that is one of the question. In digital fashion, as we will all use exactly the same tool. In physical fashion, you do have different limitations of local source of fabric material, but in digital fashion, there is unlimited canvas for our creativity. But also, we wanted to bring those aspect of diversity, and that's why Alter is very dedicated to bring those different cultures, those archive fashion, which represents different historical moments, onto the digital fashion space. It's so exciting, and I think that this has to take us into a segue into the inception of Alter. You know, we've talked about these overarching challenges for anyone that might have had a little distraction in between. These include, you know, restriction in physical spaces, restrictions in fabrics, deterioration of garments, and generally the loss of cultural heritage without the right archival means. So you've kind of absorbed all this. Tell me the inception of Alter. Absolutely. So my background really lies in startup consulting and also building e-commerce marketplace that address excess inventory issues for contemporary fashion brands. And thus, my passion has always been at the intersection of fashion and technology, specifically exploring how we can meaningfully apply innovation to fashion. And in 2021, I completed my MBA at INSEAD about the global pandemic. And during that time, I observed how quickly we are adapting to a digital future, and especially for the younger generation, really powered by the evolution of underlying technology that we are observing for digital immersive experiences. So, digital fashion, what we are building right now, is simply also fashion. It's a way for us to express our identity. When many people think about digital fashion, they probably only think about very futuristic styles. However, fundamentally, it's a way to make things that are not accessible in real life accessible in the digital realm. So, for me, is I originally from China and have traveled over like forty different countries, and I have definitely developed the love for exploring the uniqueness of each culture. And nonetheless, I also observed that the local artifacts and craftsmanship, even within China, are sometimes at the risk of disappearing. So consider, you know, like you mentioned also earlier on last year at Met Gala when Kim Kardashian was wearing the Marilyn Monroe dress. So this piece of dress was actually auctioned for almost five million dollars in 2016 already. It has a lot of value, historical, social, and also cultural value for the American history. However, none of us would have access to this piece, and even the top celebrity can have access. We still cannot ignore the delicate nature of the garment. So that was the moment when I was thinking about. For digital fashion as a medium, it really can connect us not only to the future, but also to the past. And that was at the very beginning when I thinking about the concept of alter how we as a digital fashion platform can really bring things from the past across different geographic borders through the medium of digital realm and also the innovative technology to make otherwise inaccessible items accessible and wearable in an elevated digital realm. Wow! Incredible. 
And I don't know if anybody else has already looked at Ulta, but the digital fashion garments that you have released are honestly my idea of heaven. If I could just wear this every day in my life in any verse, whatever verse that is, I would be in them. Where do you seek your inspiration from and who do you hope to inspire with these garments? First of all, thanks a lot for the comments. We really wanted to maintain the aesthetic integrity to those beautiful physical craftsmanship. What we call it is a digital savoir-faire and how we can translate the craftsmanship, the concept to the digital space and really bring those otherwise we don't have access, garments, experience and artifacts through the digital realm and to a massive audience and especially the younger generation, which we spend a lot of time digitally. In terms of the inspiration, it was very simple because our inspiration is from the past. So either cultural heritage, that means like different garments across different geographic locations and truly the local garments and representing the local culture and tradition. Or the archive fashion will be like the iconic designs from those different fashion houses. So those were the original concept or the items that we bring them to the digital space. And who do we want to inspire? I think it's the whole generation of people who loves fashion. Because digital fashion itself is fashion. And also what we are bringing is the diversity and inclusion to the future of digital fashion. And all of us should contribute from the traditional fashion houses, designers, and also the innovative digital fashion designers. Ultimately, we can really enjoy at the intersection of technology, but also the design itself for digital fashion. And you were rightly recognized by Farfetch and Outlier Ventures very quickly for their first ever cohort of Dream Assembly. Tell us a little about what it was like to be part of that incubator and that cohort and how that helped you really build. For the Farfetch and Outlier Venture Accelerator, it was definitely one of our dream incubator to be in. And we were really, you know, like had the privilege to be in their first cohort. It was the first ever Web3 Luxury Fashion Accelerator. And for us, it's just have the right combination of Web3 focus, which give us a lot of exposure in terms of the technology and how we can leverage the technology to innovate on the other hand for fashion. So through that, we get a lot of access, also have the opportunity to talk with a lot of traditional or legacy fashion houses to validate the idea, to understand what does that mean in terms of heritage or archive fashion for them. And what we take away from this accelerator is definitely for them, it's their core asset. And also for them is how do they want to use the digital realm to engage with a younger cohort using their uniqueness from their heritage and from their archives. And that for us is very meaningful learnings and absolutely great experience too. Oh, hi there. Now, I won't interrupt you for long, but did you know that Web3 for Good offers masterclasses for your brand, agency, or conference? As a highly sought after keynote speaker and workshop host, I'm proud to be acknowledged as one of the top female speakers in digital marketing. I've been very busy the last few months hosting events at some of the world's most iconic brands, sometimes even popping by for lunch and learn. Don't worry, I bring the pizza. These talks uh, will always be jargon-free. They'll educate everyone from beginner to expert. We focus on what is Web3, what opportunities does it bring, and how can we 
be purpose-driven to build a Web3 for good. And of course, customized masterclasses can always be built for you. Every session will also include an NFT drop. That's right, we ensure that everybody leaves on chain. If you'd like to know more or work with me, Camilla Perkis-White, then head over to web3forgood.net or you can just email me direct web3forgoodpodcast at gmail.com. Radio, back to the show. Now let's kind of really get down to it. I want to talk about how we can build a Web3 for good to preserve culture and heritage. We're going to change the world in the next 10 minutes in this room. Tell me a little bit how technology is used in your platform and why that is essential in preserving culture and heritage. So Outer is actually built on 3D and Web3 blockchain technology. 3D, including XR and other digital experiences, is a way for us to make immersive and interactive experience for our users in the digital realm. On the other hand, for Web3 or blockchain technology, it's simply a digital ledger for us to recognize the proof of ownership, the authentication and traceability of such underlying digital assets. And for us, we leverage blockchain technology mainly for two things. One is the proof of ownership. If we work with, let's say, a cultural heritage institution or a brand, the ownership for them and the ownership for the consumers. And the second part, I think it's also quite interesting, is on-chain storytelling. So imagine we digitize Marilyn Monroe's dress, and if the digital representation of King Kardashian is wearing that in the metaverse, that will be logged on the digital ledger to reflect such experience has happened. I think for the value of archive, it really lies in its narratives, and we embed those narratives on-chain as an owner of those digital assets, you can really now be part of the future of the asset and of the history. And then what role do you hope Alter will play in like the wider adoption of these emerging technologies? We've talked about 3D, Web3, blockchain technology. So how can Alter help bring more people in or similar companies to enable cultural heritage preservation? At the current stage, the adoption of Web3 or the new technology is still at a very early stage. We see a lot of people focus on the technology itself. How we can make cultural heritage accessible or archive fashion more accessible? We should also focus on the user experience so that we can onboard people. They are not thinking about the underlying technology that much, but rather just purely enjoying the experience that they wouldn't have access in real life. For instance, today, when you look into Farfetch experience as an e-commerce platform, you wouldn't necessarily ask what is underlying technology, the internet, but you will care about how quickly, how nicely the parcel has arrived at your place and enjoying this experience. I think ultimately what we wanted to do at Alter is also to provide through our craftsmanship, through the digital subwoofers, to really represent the aesthetic integrity and also innovate through better user experience in the Web3 space and seamlessly onboard people because ultimately they will love the experience that they wouldn't have access in real life. In all my interviews and everyone I've spoken to about Web3, no one has said that so well. This concept that 
we don't need to be talking about the technology if the experience is right and seamless. And that has just almost left me stop for words. But how important and to have that at the forefront of how we're building is so impactful, right? I don't need to know what delivery service Farfetch uses, but I do need to be able to pick the outfit from my phone and be recommended my size and filter the way I want. To wrap up how we could build a Web3 for good in preservation of cultural heritage, anyone else building in that space, what's kind of one thing you really want them to keep in mind? Actually, there are two things. (laughs) We'll take two. (laughs) So I think for us using the innovative technology, we should always go back to the fundamentals, which means problem solving and value creation. Specifically, in terms of what we are building on Altar, for instance, the problem solving is we make things that is not accessible in real life accessible. So that is a problem that we need to have the younger generation to also enjoy those cultural heritage in a way that they would love to have. And on the other hand, in terms of value creation, for many cultural institutions where like brands, because of the delicate nature of those garments or artifacts, it's not possible for them to really, you know, showcase to a wider audience. And through those technology, they can really reach to a very international audience. So for instance, we have partnership with Smod. It's one of the premier French fashion institutions to digitize one of their archives from 1886. Wow. So around 150 years ago. So it wasn't really possible for them to showcase this heritage piece to their global audience across 18 campuses across 12 countries. But moving that to the digital space, it make that possible. And also for them is we digitize that, also making that a, like a runway mode. And for them, it's a very emotional to see for the first time, this dress is walking, is moving and have the beautiful fabric simulation. With that, I think to answer your question again, like for the builders in a Web3 space, we need to focus on the basics. And also we need to think about how we can elevate the user experience without disturbing them, you know, like in terms of you have to use a new technology, even the user flow is not that great. Jesse, welcome to Share the Good Vibes. This final section of the show, we like to give a shout out to other projects or individuals in the space who are doing cool stuff. So I thought you might have some tips on some really cool digital designers we should be checking out. Yeah, so for digital fashion, there is a lot of innovators in the space, although currently it's still like very nascent market, such as DressX, The Fabricant, Genera, Drop, and also Cyber, who is focused on the next generation of magazines using extended reality. I think they are very cool projects. We should definitely check it out. And there is another project that I really, really like. It's called SaveSpecies.World. The project is Metaverse for Good. So it's using gamified experience to bring those endangered species to more people and to us to understand that we should really do something for the future generations and living a more sustainable life. And the visual is also very incredible. Loved that experience. I think it's beyond the digital fashion space, but I think it's also a very interesting project. I guess let's break out from that more. Cultural Web3 experiences that you'd give a shout out to. Any others? 
Yeah, so in terms of cultural experiences, so Alter has worked with 10 different cultural designers during the 2023 Metaverse Fashion Week. And we really bring 10 different unique cultures to the digital space. For many of them, it's a first ever time to understand what is digital fashion and how is that possible to make the local artifacts actually into the digital format. And we collaborated with a platform called Artificial Rome to really bring those cultural heritage assets to the digital space. And for them, is they are built on Unreal Engine, so it's very high fidelity. And it was really great experience and for many people to better understand garments and cultural artifacts from different regions of the world. And then let's give a shout out to all those builders out there. What about any like really good incubators or accelerators that you think people should keep an eye out for and be applying for? Definitely. For Alter is we were in the co- first cohort for Farfetch and Online Ventures for their Web3 luxury fashion accelerator during assembly. I think they just launched the second cohort. Keep an eye on that. And second is we are currently in the New York Fashion Tech Lab. For that is to a broader fashion brands, retailers, etc. And the last but not least is Women in Immersive Technologies and Diversity Initiative launched by FOV Ventures. I think it's a great opportunity to really support women founders in a space of leveraging immersive technologies to build a better future and Web3 for good. Absolutely. You know, we're in such an infancy, but such an exciting growth stage. It is wonderful. That there are so many helping hands out there and plenty that also still come with monetary contributions to really get you going. So I hope they were some helpful tips to all of our listeners. Jesse, it's been an absolute honor to have you here today. Before we go, could you plug where we can find you, where we can find everything about Ulta on social website? Give us the lowdown. Thank you so much for having me today. Absolutely pressure on my side as well. So for the listeners, you can find Alter through our website, which is alter.space is A-L-T-R dot space. And for our Instagrams as well and Twitter or LinkedIn. And definitely feel free to reach out if you wanted to discuss further around cultural heritage and archive fashion in digital fashion space. Thank you. Jesse, an honor to share the mic with you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Web3 for Good. As you know, we're on a mission to uncover the greatest innovators, thinkers, and creators building the next reiteration of our online lives. But I cannot do this alone. So wherever you're listening to your podcast today, I'm going to ask you a huge favor. Hit that subscribe button. And while you're there, why not leave us a review? Did you know that is like the best thing you can do to support a podcaster? And I'm sure you know, in the world of technology, let alone podcasting, it's heavily male dominated. So as an independent female podcaster, I'm going to need your help so we can all together build a Web3 for good. If you want to learn more about Web3 for good, or me, Camilla Perkis-White, or advertise your business on the podcast, just go to web3forgood.net or you can email us at web3forgoodpodcast at gmail.com. Radio, see you next time.